The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Welcome to the broadcast. So, all right. It's summertime in Texas, in North Texas. And it's, I'm not supposed, you're not supposed to have any kind of plagues or anything, right? But I can't figure out why I have this plague. It's got to be, it's got to be because it's a thousand degrees outside. I'm sorry, the heat index is only at 104. And then I come inside to, I want it. Sub-zero temperature AC. That's got to be the plague that I have. Because it just will not go away. Welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you'd like to participate, you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram, JeffyMRA, and uh, you can go to theblaze.com, look at the channels there, click on Jeffy Fisher. Follow me on the Blaze channel as well. So, I'll give you some, we'll start off with, you know, just some break room headlines. Just to get you through, you know, the stuff that's happened over the week that you can go in Monday, you're sipping your coffee, you're suffering from the summertime plague that many of us are suffering from. You don't feel like your month's Monday. It's coming up on Monday. It's the weekend. You're relaxing. So, had enough of Trump-Russia? That really wasn't a question. That was more of a statement, really. Because <laughs> yes is the answer I know. I know. But you know it's never going to end. right? It's never ending. And we'll have Trump-Russia. We have people across the country being reported now um, that uh, have had enough. And I'm sure that, uh, you know... The report is going to be not that it was Trump-Russia, but it was, uh, you know, the other side was looking for dirt. Well, I can't believe they weren't. I'm sure the Americans are over there piddling and messing around in their business. Yeah, well, that's probably true. I mean, you don't want it to be true, right? But we've had enough. And then we're still going to get reports on uh, it's about Hillary, right? Because a new... uh, uh, Aberdeen emails uh, reveal additional instances of uh, the Clinton donors receiving special treatment from the Clinton Department of State. No. What? Yeah. I know. I know. It's a surprise. And really, uh, didn't our president, Donald Trump, say he was she should be in jail? Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, yes, he did. Of course, the House, uh, one of the things that uh, we talked about uh, this past week was that the House should actually just start passing bills because he'll sign them. He's even said, I'll be at my desk with a pen. So send them the bills. Start passing stuff that the American people want. Now, the House passed a huge $696 
billion dollar defense spending bill this past week, right? Kind of sad that they approved the policy bill that declares climate change a threat to U.S. national security, but okay. Um, $696 billion for managing the nation's vast military enterprise, $30 billion more uh, for core Pentagon operations, and that's more than uh, Donald Trump wanted. So the vast military complex, the vast industrial military complex continues. We also, uh, we also lost some military men this week, 15 Marines and one Navy sailor, a KC-130 plane from Marine Aerial Refueler Transport Squadron, uh, flying from an airfield in uh, North Carolina to Yuma, Arizona, uh, went down in uh, Mississippi. Fifteen Marines, one Navy sailor. Plenty of prayers needed for those people. And I will tweet the link to the story that has all the names of the soldiers that we lost on that crash. We do have another example of why I should be, <laughs> I mean... How many times? How many times have I said, uh, "Postal Inspector, yes, me. I should be the man, head of the United States Postal Service." Um, according to this study, and they've been on the brink of bankruptcy for quite some time, and they're struggling to stay alive. I've got some ideas to keep them alive, but you know, do they do they give the job to me? No. But they did pay over $90,000 to cover for paid employees who took time off to campaign for Hillary Clinton. Oh. Oh, that's okay. There's no word on it if any of the postal workers took time off to campaign for Donald Trump. I haven't seen that story. But uh, this is just another example of why I should be in charge of the United States Postal Service. I'm ready. Give me the job. Got some good ideas for you. Keep it alive. When you're sitting in the break room and people start talking about, you, the postal service, they suck. Although they just deliver mail to my house every day, but they suck. They spend all this money. You can say, well, you know, uh, if if the United States Postal Service had Jeff Fisher as the postmaster general, (laughs) It would be fixed. San Francisco Transit Authority, BART. Uh, they don't want to release uh, the crime surveillance videos uh, during uh, in their in their tunnels and in their trains and at the train stops. Why? It'll make people racist. <laughs> yep. Oh, you've decided what will make people racist. That's good. That's good. I'm glad to. I'm glad that you've decided for us. KidRockForSenate.com. Is it real? He says yes. But the way he answered yes and the way some of the reports are makes me think that it's not real. But could he win? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
and good luck. God bless. And the reason that we're still mentioning a climate change in our military industrial complex spending bill, because they have some stories out there that say, oh, three years to save the planet or it's irreversible destruction. Yes. Yes. And those are the same people that uh, claim that the giant iceberg that broke off is because of climate change. Oh, you mean it wasn't because of climate change? No. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, It wasn't. Sorry to bring you down, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't climate change. Okay? Look it up. Oh, you know what? I can just tell you. Because, see, what happens is, is the ice builds up and it gets so heavy and then it breaks off. Not that because it heats up, it just got too much ice. It got too heavy and then it broke off. And if you look at, there's videos, and there's also a time lapse where you can see the crack getting bigger and bigger as it gets heavier and heavier. Now, those of you that think, that's because it was melting. No, sorry, uh, it wasn't. A plan approved in May, set to, effect, uh, set to take effect uh, very soon in Chicago, forcing high school seniors to be enlisted in the military have a job, be enrolled in a gap year program, or have a college acceptance letter before Chicago public schooling system will give them their diploma. Isn't that special? It's nice to them decide what I have to do with my life. Mayor Rahm Emanuel, thank you. I really, oh man, you are, you are taking care of us, aren't you? Yes, you are. A Texas judge who was placed on unpaid leave after officials discovered she was not a U.S. citizen. Do you you remember hearing about that story? The Corpus Christi judge sitting down the bench wasn't a citizen of the United States? She's now obtained her citizenship. Now that was pretty fast. Pretty fast for those of you that say you can't become a citizen of for a long time, once you come into the country, uh, the Corpus Christi City Council will decide whether uh, the judge uh, should be reinstated. I'm sorry, the former judge should be reinstated. I would say uh, no. Although, if all their cases, uh, off the top of my head, I would say no. Look, you lied, right? You lied to us. And maybe she, you know, that, that whole, uh, uh, it's not a lie. I just never said I was a citizen. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. But, uh, I mean, go be a judge somewhere else. Go be a lawyer. We love you. Take care. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Yes? No? Yes? Charlie Gard case still going on in uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, We've got a doctor from the United States uh, flying over next week to, uh, it's nice of the court and the hospital to allow a professional from the United States to come over and just take a look at the kid. You know, he's, uh, look, he's a part of uh, uh, here in uh, the U.S., uh, the Columbia University in New York City. Uh, he's got a special uh, program that uh, he's trying to uh, develop new experimental therapies for people with the uh, Charlie Gard condition. And uh, he's going to fly over and uh, give his assessment. Let's see. Uh, so that's special. That's special. Maybe, maybe uh, the doctor will say... Um, 
You know, Your Honor, uh, despite uh, there's a 10% chance, uh, we should still take that 10% chance. That's not what's going to happen, though. There's only a 10% chance. Okay, well, we're just going to disconnect it. He's going to die. Have a nice day. Good luck. But uh, the verdict is going to be uh, on July 25th. July 25th is when the judge said that he would uh, sign. That's a sad, sad story when parents cannot take care of their own children. That is for sure. And, of course, one of my favorite stories of the week. Uh, Donald Trump has been over in France, and he was there uh, over there, you know, saying hello, partying, having a good time. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Trump's got the, the younger wife. And uh, Macron, Macron, Mr. Francie, Mr. Frenchie, has got the older wife, right? I, and I think if I'm right, if I remember right, uh, she's the same age as Trump. And he's the same age as Melania. So, you know, it's just a reverse. It's a reverse special love affair. And so Don couldn't help himself when he was saying goodbye. They were on their little tour of some, uh, <laughs> one of the museums. Hey, you know, you look in pretty good shape. <laughs> and he says, beautiful. And then he looks at, and then the background turns around and he looks at him and says, beautiful. I... Love Donald J. Trump, the President of the United States of America. You're in pretty good shape. Beautiful. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three is the phone number if you would like to participate in today's broadcast. All right, so Reginald Robinson, a college law professor, found guilty of sexual harassment because of a question. Because of a question. Okay. They complained that the test question described a hypothetical bikini wax. The customer claimed to have fallen asleep and been inappropriately touched. Robinson's question asked if they had a legal case against the salon owner. The students said they felt they were forced to reveal if they had ever had waxes themselves. They also said they did not like the use of the word genitals. <gasps> oh my gosh. No. He didn't use the word genitals in a law class, did he? 
no. Oh, my gosh. Now, he was found guilty of sexual harassment. He now has to undergo sensitivity training and have all of his test questions screened by another member of the staff. That is absolutely agonizing. And it may prove why this new survey released this past week by the Pew Research Center reveals that just 36% of Republicans polled believe that higher education has a positive effect on the nation, while 58% feel it's negative. Do you think? Because, I I mean, just two years ago, 54% of the Republicans believed higher education was good for the nation. Okay? The same survey showed that 72% of Democrats believe colleges and universities positively affect the nation. President of the American Council of Trustees and Alumni contends the perceptions about academia do not necessarily fall along party lines, as individuals on both sides have become increasingly fearful that college campuses no longer respect the First Amendment. Reginald Robinson, accused of sexual harassment by two students in Howard University in Washington, D.C., The students complained that a test question described a hypothetical bikini wax. The students said they felt they were forced to reveal if they had ever had waxes themselves. They also said they did not like the word genitals. Robinson must now undergo sensitivity training and have all his test questions screened by another staff member. Professor should absolutely walk away. And that is absolutely agonizing. I hope for some reason those two students never have to face a real trial where the use of the word genitals actually happens. Because <gasps> it won't be hypothetical then. It'll be. Unbelievable. And do you wonder why? Do you wonder why higher education is getting a bad rap? That's just another example. Another example. Another example of why you can't be conservative or even just a Republican. You can be a member of a left-wing group, you can be a member of the Democratic Party and say so on a college campus, but heaven forbid you say something that a conservative might say, you will have all hell to pay for. Got it? Now, there's been a dramatic shift on those campuses. I mean, there's plenty of conservative universities that are starting to grow, and this is a perfect example of why. Because of hypothetical questions causing professors to be found guilty of sexual harassment. All right. PETA is at it again. We'll tell you about that uh, in the next half hour. And, uh, you know, I love PETA. 
They are some of my favorite people on earth. And this time, they've become even more special. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Thirty-three ninety-three is the phone number. All right. So our friends at PETA are at it again. And I was busy reading this story over again because it's it's pretty amazing that they get away with this. So you remember the remember the monkey selfie that made the rounds and the monkeys were taking selfies and the photographer had the pictures of uh, all the monkeys taking selfies and a particular one uh, figuring out, you know, taking the picture of himself. Or herself, and it was from the, uh, and it was one of the uh, endangered. Uh... Okay, I'm gonna have the computer tell you what they're called. They're endangered, and they're called macaque. The macaque monkey. Keep that around, because I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna. What's it called again? Macaque. Yeah, thank you, macaque monkey. All right, so. PETA is all wound up saying the selfie money that the company has made and that he has made, the photographer, should go to the monkey. Okay? Uh, Wait. What? Yes, it should go to the monkey. Now, the courts are like, uh, hearing on Thursday, the federal court, Appeal judge at the Ninth Circuit in San Francisco uh, said it was absurd uh, for uh, PETA to claim that the monkey was entitled to copyright on behalf of a monkey. Now, uh, the, the attorneys for uh, Mr. Slater. Now, they're not even sure they have the right a monkey. One of the things that's happened, though, since this selfie picture is that the the people now there are calling it the selfie monkey and aren't killing them anymore. So they're growing. So he's helped them by promoting this with the selfie monkey. So now they're not just the, they're not just the, they're not just the macaque monkey. They're the selfie monkey. See how smooth that was. I would try it one more time. Watch. Hold on. They're not just the macaque. Even smoother. They're the selfie monkey. Okay? Now, PETA has given their statement on the PETA has given their statement on the macaque monkey selfie case appeals hearing. PETA is pleased with the robust discussion of this historic case in which it is undisputed, even by the defendants, that the macaque Naruto 
made the cause and effect connection between pressing the shutter button and the, and the change to his reflection in the camera lens, resulting in his now famous selfie photographs. Copyright law is clear that under these circumstances, he should own the photos. And PETA is proud to be his voice in court. The proceeds from the use of these photos should go to protect Naruto and his family, who are being wiped out for illegal bushmeat and whose homelands are being destroyed by human encroachment. As we learn about these highly intelligent, complex primates who have their own culture and their own language and want only to be left alone and in peace, PETA believes that society has a moral imperative to advance and amend the law to recognize animal rights. A dear PETA, uh, no, animals do not have that right. Okay, it, it's a, it's a, it's a monkey. It's a macaque. Monkey. Okay, and uh, that can just continue to be a macaque. Monkey. Huh? It's very simple. Now we all, I mean, it's unbelievable since they, it actually is helping them. PETA should be happy, but no, but no. Since the animals don't actually have the right. Since it was just humans saying, oh, you know what? We should call the. We macaque. Should, we should call the. Macaque. Monkey. The selfie monkey. This is a smooth operation. I'm telling you right now. And then we won't eat them. We won't kill them. They'll grow, so there'll be plenty more macaque monkeys, and we'll just call them selfie monkeys instead of macaque monkeys. Now I just want to continue doing the story, just so I can give her a hard time. Continue to just keep doing stuff for the, so that I can continue to have her play the macaque soundbite for the monkey. I'm just gonna keep that up all day. Macaque. Thank you. Peter drives me insane. Come on now. That really, the fight is for animal rights. I mean, that's really what they're fighting. They, they could give a flying crap about the macaque monkey. They, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now, the main story behind this, which is really agonizing, is that the photographer who did the selfie pictures of the macaque monkey is now broke. Because of these lawsuits from PETA, he is baroque. Got no money. Said he's com- thinking about uh, not even uh, not even being a photographer anymore. All right. He wants to. He's going to continue. He might become a dog walker or something else because he's baroque. Thanks to Peter's lawsuit uh, against him because of his macaque monkey selfie. So I think maybe. Perhaps uh, PETA should belly up to the bar with a little bit of cash. This is ridiculous. And if the courts, if the courts decide that, well, you know, they don't, we don't have animal rights, and obviously there's no way to pay macaque the Nar- and Naruto. That's his name, Naruto. But they don't even know if it's actually Naruto. That's actually the same macaque monkey. They don't even know if that is the case. The guy couldn't even come back to the U.S. He lives in the United Kingdom. He couldn't even come back to the United States to come to the court case because he is a baroque. No money. 
Thank you, Peter. Appreciate it very much. All because David Slater let the Macaque. monkey take a selfie. And it actually helped. It helped. The people are like, hey, these are cool. They're now selfie monkeys. We're not even going to call them Macaque. anymore. We're going to call them selfie monkeys. And get, you know what? They're probably pretty cool. We probably shouldn't eat them. Okay, we'll kill other animals. Oh, that's what they're pissed about. Wait. I freaking hate PETA. I know they care about animals, and I care about animals too. And I, I know in the you know at their core, at their core, I'm gonna give them a little break. At their core, they're for, you know the the it, you know that's in their name, right? The ethical treatment of animals. I got it. But in the end, we are humans. Okay, we are the ruling being on the planet. So if we decide that a particular animal is no longer worth being on the planet, tough, tough, another animal will replace it. Sooner or later, somebody will let another monkey take it. Thank you. Sooner or later, somebody will let another Monkey, take a selfie, and we'll be okay. We'll be all right because nobody, oh, you know what? Those are pretty nice. We'll keep those around for a while. We like them. They're cool. And instead of calling them macaque, we'll call them selfie monkeys. Macaque. Macaque. Thank you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're not sure when you should. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. This is the Jeff Fisher radio program. And amazingly, this is Jeff Fisher on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, so I'm perusing my Twitter account at Jeff EMRA uh, during, the, during the little siesta called a commercial break. And uh, I see a tweet here that says, please lead with your mistakes. Uh, age gap is the same 24 years. The Trumps are both seven years older than the French first couple. I, I'm not quite sure. First of all, you can't hold me to things I say. I can't even remember what I said a minute ago. Okay. I mean, that's just not fair, but they're both like what? 25 years apart. You said they're 24. They're 24, 25 years apart. Right. Trump is 71. Melania is 47. Uh, Emmanuel Macron is 39 years old. And the wife is 64 years old because she was his teacher. You're in pretty good shape. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) 
sponsor. So there you have it. If I said something wrong, I think I said that they were the uh, the same age difference, right? That's what I thought I said. They were the same. They're the same. Oh, I said they were the same age, right? The same. I got you. I, I just misspoke. It was the age difference between them. Anyway, there you go. All right. You got the story now. You happy? Beautiful. You. You are in good shape. Come over here. Let me feel those buns of yours. Emmanuel, what do you think? Beautiful, huh? Check out Melania. She's just as hard as this one here. Stop it. I mean, Trump's over there partying in France. Good stuff. Good stuff. So there you go. You happy? I've led with my mistakes if that. I, you know, I misspoke. It's not a mistake. It's not a lie. It's a, it's a misspeak. Do I work for the government now? Yes. As a matter of fact, I do. Good news coming from a visa. Visa looking to push uh, more small businesses into updating their digital payment technology, offering up to $10,000. Ten grand, each to 50 U.S.-based small business owners that are committed to going cashless. Yay! Yay! Uh, I'm almost... Uh, I know a lot of people uh, might think twice about this and think, uh, no, not cashless, not cashless. What are they going to do? We can't go cashless. How how close are you to being cashless in your life right now? Because I am really close. I mean, it's rare. I I keep, you know, I keep a couple bucks in my wallet for whatever reason. I have no idea to buy stuff behind my wife's back so she doesn't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I use cash for. I, what do you use cash for? I mean, I, I, there's, I, I'm darn near cashless right now. But the availability is still there, Jeff. And if you're cashless, they can track every move you make. They're tracking it already. I'm, I'm convinced. Just put the chip in. But Visa is helping the small businesses out. Now, I hope that Visa is going to help them get the correct card readers uh, because there's plenty of businesses, large and small, that do not have decent card readers, and that's a even even more of a pain. Okay, and now they have the chips. Okay, so now we have the the card readers that you have. You can't just slide it and it just goes in. You got to put the chip in. And if they have the crappy card reader, you got to hold the card reader and slide your card in. It takes forever. It takes an extra. 35 seconds, 35 or 40 seconds. It's, it's horrible. I mean, it's a, how much time is it going to take to get the good reader in? There's only a couple businesses that have great readers. And you put the chip in, man, and poof, it's good. So I hope Visa's putting in the good readers. That's how good they are. You put it in, and it goes, poof, you're done. That's a, tell me that's not a good reader. You still have the slide. For the people that don't have the chip yet. But if your card has a chip on it, you can't slide it. You've got to put it in. That's it. And they'll call the authorities, man. Can I just slide it? No, it won't let you. No, it won't let you. I just want to slide it. No. No, you can't do that, sir. I'm sorry. I know, but it's not reading my chip right. Why can't I just? You just have to put it in right. Just hold it there. Move it around. Right there, sir. Okay. 
I mean, it's agonizing. So, Visa, please, if anything, help the small businesses out with the good readers. Please. That means a lot to me. Just you and me. Okay, together. But going cashless? Okay. I'm all about it. Let's go cashless. Let's move on. Put the chip in me. Let's move on. They're going to track me. They're going to track me. That's the way it goes. Right? Right? (laughs) Of course. Of course. We've got a guy over here. He won't put his chip in. Ugh. Advertising. Remember when they used to have to slide them? I don't. I was too young to remember that. But I just remember that they used to have a little machine where they used to have to slide the card with the copy paper and everything. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram at JeffyMRA, and uh, there's the whole Blaze thing too, theblaze.com slash Jeffy-Fisher. Just go to theblaze.com, click on the channels. You'll see a remarkable picture of me (laughs) i know i didn't pick it and uh just click on that and follow get stuff on that as well okay all right all right so this past week i uh see i don't know where we could talk about the emmys we're will though in fact we're going to talk about the emmys there's some there's some uh some pretty cool things uh involving in the 69th emmy nominations which i you know Television, a huge fan. Uh, and then we can talk a little bit about the movies. Um, we got to find out uh, find out uh, how much, uh, Ellie, find out how much the uh, Planet of the Apes made this last, because it, it broke out late Thursday into a Friday of this weekend, what the projections are. So I saw that on Monday. It was a special screening of a friend who's part of SAG. And uh, no, not the old people's home, but. You know, the Actors Guild. And um, we went to see uh, Planet of the Apes. And I love the first two. And my review of this episode of War, Planet of the Apes. If you like the first two, you'll love this. You'll like this one. No question. I was a... I just... There are a couple of things that happened in the movie that I just, it's tough to get over. It's tough to get by. You know, they had the new character, the new little monkey with the jacket. You know, the Black Lives, well, there's a whole other side story to that with the Black Lives Matter and the 
and the little monkey from the zoo that wore the jacket, and he was trying to blame Planet of the Apes of trying to, you know, shame Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, no, um, the monkey was cold, first of all, uh, so he wore a jacket, and B, um, so did all the other monkeys in the original uh, Planet of the Apes, so they were just paying a little homage. So sorry to uh, bust your bubble, Mr. Black Lives Matter. Anyway, $55 million. So what is that? They're going to tam out. That'll be a good weekend for them then. Because they're up against Spider-Man. What is Spider-Man? Are they number one? You can turn on your microphone. Dear Lord, turn on your microphone and talk to me. Don't. I don't want to. I can't take the headphone not speaking thing. This reminds me of other shows that I used to listen to a guy named Bruce Williams. And uh, Bruce would, uh, he would take calls and his, his deal would be, Monique, where are we going? <laughs> Here, she had her turned up so loud in his headphones. <laughs> Monroe, Wisconsin, you're on, go ahead. I mean, just say it. Monique, where are we going? We're going to go to Monroe, Wisconsin, Bruce. Here's Bill. Okay, Bill, go ahead. But instead we got, Monroe, Wisconsin, go ahead. I was just trying to say. All right, so anyway, I gave you time to look everything up. You're welcome. Spider-Man made $163 million. The new Spider-Man still. The latest Spider-Man. Okay, and so what are the projections for, for apes? Oh, my gosh. With $50 million, they've got to be projecting, what, about 170 for the total weekend, Saturday and Sunday, today and tomorrow? It says not available. All right. Just mark my words that if they made $50 million, that's, you know, they, you're going to make about 160 170 this weekend, which will be great. They will be in love with that. And you know what else is great? Samsung just unveiled a 405-inch TV. Samsung, I love you. You're my new favorite person. A 405-inch TV. Now, okay, so it's, uh, you know, 130,000. So, so, who doesn't have an extra 130,000 laying around? Right? Yeah, I'll take that one. I mean, Best Buy's going to have it on sale for you. You might be able to get it for 115, 110,000. So that's a good gig. You're going to get the 405 inch TV from Samsung for 130,000. And I mean, they had the big ones from the, uh, some of the other manufacturers that were a lot more money. Uh, a lot more money. So you get 34 feet of screen. I mean, come on. They better. They have to start releasing movies direct to my home. If I'm going to have my 405-inch TV, I don't, I'm not going to want to go to the theater ever. You know the theater owners are like, they can never lower the price below, below too much. What's too much? I don't know, but whatever it is, keep it there. I mean, unbelievable. 4K screen. I want it. I want it in my home, please. Um, Jeff, if you don't have a room to put it in, we'll knock out a wall. 
Honey, what, don't, the, don't the kids have to have their bedroom? No. They're sleeping in the garage. Why can't you put the TV in the garage? No. The new 405-inch TV goes in these two rooms right here. Kids are sleeping in the garage. Right? <laughs> so anyway, I enjoyed... Um, I really can't wait for that. I want that television in my home. Desperately. It'll be too big, Jeff. You'll be sitting too close to it. So? I'll put a chair in the back of the house. That'll be my movie room. What's your movie room? The house. I know, but don't you have a little separate? No, the house. I have the new Samsung 405-inch TV. You know, listen, Samsung, uh, if you need people to, uh, you know, try it out, and see if it actually works in a living environment. Call me. I'm here for you. Uh, you know, 888-900-3393, or you can tweet me. Uh, just, you know, just direct DM me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. I'm there for you. Okay? I'll follow you today, so, you know, you can, you can just you can just direct message me, and we'll be fine. We'll be good to go. Okay? Some surprising, uh, some surprising points in the Emmy nominations this year that were kind of fascinating. Um, it was surprising to see who got the awards. Uh, network television is uh, kind of no more. Uh, I know that they're still creating shows and they're creating some. They're creating some, you know, some decent stuff. But when you look at uh, the the main shows and what networks they're on. Uh, it's pretty fascinating that uh, HBO got 111 nominations, Netflix, 91, NBC, 64, they're still creating, FX, 55. ABC got 36 nominations, and, and I should, CBS 29, Fox 20, Hulu 18, Amazon 16, National Geographic 15, Showtime 15, AMC 13, PBS 11, right? All right, but, and a lot of those are, you know, the best wig worn in a documentary about a girl that's blonde. Oh, oh okay. That one goes to uh, to HBO. Yes. Oh, okay. New problem then. But when you think about the the uh, best drama nominations, AMC, Netflix, Hulu, Netflix, Netflix, NBC. I mean, that's remarkable. Remarkable. Best drama. Best drama. Better call Saul. AMC. We'll, we'll discuss. The, we're going to go The Crown on Netflix. Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. House of Cards on Netflix. Stranger Things, Netflix. This Is Us, NBC. And there's a couple tough calls there. Um, I, would, I would venture to say that uh, they would love to give it to you know, House of Cards and or Stranger Things on Netflix. But it would not surprise me that they give it to This Is Us on NBC. 
give it to the network, the main, you know, one of the one of the original three. And it's a show that uh, covers all bases, right? Uh, it's if you haven't seen it, watch it, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But I will say I was a little uh, miffed at uh, well, what's the number one show on uh, cable television? Let's see, what is the number one show on cable television? Oh, I know, The Walking Dead. Uh, you can hear, obviously, uh, Talking Walking Dead uh, on my uh, podcast page. Uh, when the show comes back around, we've got some new news, and we do uh, Talking Fear each week as well. Uh, just you know, subscribe to my SoundCloud channel or my podcast channel uh, on The Blaze, and you'll uh, be alerted when those uh, pop up each week. Number one show. Number one show, The Walking Dead. What did they get nominated for how many nominations did they get let's see the walking dead how many nominations did they get oh i won the number one show on television one emmy nomination come on now emmys and what did they get nominated for i gave you a dollar Go ahead, guess. Nope, not that. They got nominated for Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup for a Series, Limited Series, Movie, or Special. Now, I realize that this is the 69th Emmy nominations, and we'll be celebrating the 69th. Emmy Awards, and it'll just be a great big party, and everybody will be glad-handing everybody and back-slapping everybody and saying how great they are, because that's what awards shows do. We love award shows for that reason. But when you have the number one show getting one throwaway award, and I'm sorry to the prosthetic makeup people, but I know that it's not a throwaway award to you. I apologize. But when you have that show getting one throwaway award, there's something wrong in the works. Something wrong in the works. There's something wrong in the works. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three is the phone number. Welcome to the broadcast. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So I'm kind of uh, drifting back and forth between uh, War for the Planet of the Apes and the Emmys uh, since I, I was able to see it uh, earlier this week uh, on, an, on an early run. 
uh, an early view, which was uh, uh, it was well worth the watch. I mean, I love the the apes, the franchise. Uh, I love it. But I was just reading uh, an article uh, that talked about uh, this is the headline: "War for the Planet of the Apes." One of the greatest blockbusters of our time. Wow. I don't know that I would have titled my review that. My review would have been, if you like the other two, you'll love this one. Uh, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, Michael Circus, uh, he really wants to, an award for his uh, work as Caesar. In these words, and the other, you know, Hollywood is out to get him one. Uh, I mean, if you know how they make it, they put the, I forget what they call it now. I, 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 uh, but they, uh, it's almost animated, but it's not. And they put dots all over your body, and then you create this character, and then they impose the ape body on you uh, post film. Uh, it's post recording, and it's it's a uh, you know it's really cool. You got to be apes, and if you want to know about how much money they spent on this stupid movie, uh, it, the preview that I was at had a live stream of all the actors uh, in Hollywood. They were in Hollywood. I was not. Uh, and they were talking about the making of the movie, and uh, so they're talking uh, about it, and they're talking about well for three months uh, prior to the filming of the movie, they. Uh, we were at ape school. What? That's how much money they've spent on this movie. They're sending their actors, and there's a bunch of them, to ape school. Because they want people to be able to act and move and become relaxed and comfortable with themselves. Okay. All right. Good. But anyway, when they're starting to get reviews of uh, the greatest blockbusters of all time, uh, they'll make some serious money. You got on that. Now, as I'm cruising, now, now I'm going to jump back to the Emmys TV because uh, I want my 405-inch TV from Samsung, please. And I'm willing to, I'm willing, look, I'm willing to take it, put it in my house. I'll let you know, I'll review it for you, Samsung, let you know how it is, you know, just DM me on Twitter. We'll be good. We'll hook up the address and we'll make it happen. And I'll give you a, and the review will be the review will be really good. I promise. As well as I'm looking through the Emmys and I'm I'm looking to see you know lead actress in a comedy series. I mean, really, Jane Fonda? Are we throwing her? She's got another nomination for a little Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Ugh. Agonizing. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Veep, of course, Julie Louise Dreyfus, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda both get Emmy nominations for this stupid Grace and Frankie. Come on! And I'm looking at the reality, uh, the Variety Talk series for Emmy nominations. Variety Talk series Emmy Emmy nominations. Real time with Bill Maher. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. The Late Late Show with James Corden. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. What? Come on. I'm sorry. Uh, let's take a look at see any shows. Let's run down. 
Now, when I gave the list of networks that were nominated, I was looking to see The Blaze. The Blaze. The Blaze. See if they had some shows nominated. Uh, you know, they do some some television shows on the Blaze Network and cable networks. See if they got any Emmy nominations. Let me look down here on the. Let me look down here and see if we got uh, see if we got any shows on the Blaze nominated for Emmys. You know, the variety talk shows, uh, variety comedy shows, uh, best drama series. Uh, let's see, television movie, you know, uh, documentaries. The Blaze, The Blaze, that's the Emmys. Let's go to the Streamies and see if the Streamies have given The Blaze anything on the Streamies. The Blaze, The Blaze on the Streamies. The Emmys or the Streamies, uh, zero. So I take some of these awards uh, with a grain of salt. But congratulations to all the nominees. The Jeff Fisher Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRO. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram, at JeffyMRA. And, of course, the Blaze channel. Go to theblaze.com, click on the channels, and you are good to go. I just received this tweet, uh, public service announcement, under the heading, public service announcement. The NFL preseason begins in... 19 days. The regular season begins in 54 days. (sighs) College football 2017 begins in 42 days. Is that right? August 26th? 42 days? Something like that. Can't happen fast enough. Tell you that. All right, proceed. Now, I also uh, noticed uh, on my uh, on the Twitters uh, that uh, people were commenting about uh, the uh, 405-inch uh, Samsung screen, uh, wondering if a projector that you could make any size will be better than the 405. Okay. While you can make the projectors any size, I don't think that uh, I don't think you're going to get the quality view that you're going to get from the uh, from the 4K 405 from Samsung, right? I mean, the projectors are cool, and you can get the you can use those now. I mean, we, my wife has one that uh, she likes to play around with that, and, and a projector too, uh, and uh, it's nice to have it, and it's nice to see it up on whatever wall you want it on, or up on the ceiling if you're laying down, that kind of thing. But the the quality. The quality isn't there. It's cute. It's nice. But the quality isn't there. It's like the projector alarm clocks that you get that, you know, shine up on the ceiling so you don't have to, you know, look around at the nightstand at night. You just look up and there's the there's the time 
up on the ceiling, which I, I personally love. But the quality. You know, if you want to actually see the digital digital beauty of the clock, you have to look at the actual clock instead of the projection of it on the ceiling, right? So the 405 is much better that way. No question. Now, this week has been fascinating in the fact that we've talked about this story on a couple different shows uh, on this network, and it still is fascinating to me, even though we've talked about it already. But it's the way and what we call different things around the country. Right? So what we call, it says if you uh, answer these nine questions, uh, they can tell what part of the country you're from. Right? They'll tell you where you grew up. So the first question is what we call insects that glow at night. Fireflies or lightning bugs? Weird. I mean, they're fireflies. Right? They're fireflies. That's what they are. And they're actually really cool. Um, and a lot of some places in the country you don't see them. Um, when we were living in Pennsylvania, we saw a bunch of them in Pennsylvania, and uh, they're just fascinating to watch. And, and you know, the kids have fun running around looking at fireflies, not lightning bugs. All right. So, what do you call? And this one is fascinating to me because I forgot about one. Um, what do you call a sale of household items? Now, most of the country. Garage sale. A good chunk of the east, southeast, and way up uh, northeast, uh, call it a yard sale. There's a little sliver up in Connecticut that call it a tag sale. And there's a little sliver uh, in Wisconsin and maybe bleeding into Michigan a little bit that uh, call it a rummage sale. I remember my I remember my mom calling it a rummage sale. I grew up in Michigan. I remember her calling it a rummage sale for uh, a number of years. But it's always a, a it was a garage sale until a stupid country song came out in the 90s or whenever whenever I was whenever I was working country music station uh, spinning country records uh, back in the 90s. Uh, and uh, what's his face came out with his yard sale song came a yard sale. Classic yard sale prices. All right. So how do we address a group of people? You guys. Y'all. Many people in the Pittsburgh area say yins. That's just dumb. If If you're from Pittsburgh and you say yins, stop it. And... Some parts of New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania use. And yes, I am well aware of the Pennsylvania use. Use guys. Ugh. Stop it. I don't know why. And a lot of people that, the people who from New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania who say use, use guys, are the same people who get mad when somebody says y'all. Y'all come on in. Y'all sit down. How y'all doing? They don't like that, but they're okay with use. Use guys okay? How's use guys? So they're in Baltimore. Baltimore says that all the time, too. What do you call carbonated beverages? Carbonated beverages. Now, when I grew up in Michigan, a lot of times it was called pop. But I spent a bunch of years in uh, Florida 
and uh, it was became a soda. And then it was been soda forever now. Uh, there's still plenty of areas in the country that call it pop, and there's plenty of co- places in the country that call it Coke. All carbonated beverages is Coke. Would you like a Coke? Yes. What kind? <laughs> you know, Seven Up, or whatever it is. But they, you know, the carbonated beverage is just a Coke, and that's that's just because you know that's like uh, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of items that take the name of what they are, right? Uh, Q-tips, you know, the, the, the uh, Q-tips, uh, snowmobiles, there's a, there's a long laundry list of things that are just one name are, is the spot. It's not a real snowmobile. Those are, those are official titles. Yeah, okay. Coke is an official kind of carbonated beverage. Yes, we know, but we're just calling all carbonated beverages Coke. And then, would you like a Coke? Yes. What kind? Soda? What kind? Pop? What kind? Same thing. Where we throw our trash. Where do you put your trash? In a garbage can? Or a trash can? That's fascinating. Most of the most of the north, and it dips a little bit down into the west, into the northwest, say garbage can. And Almost the entire south bottom half of the U.S. say trash can. That's that's fascinating. Now there is some, uh, there is a uh, you know cloudy areas around the country that kind of mix it in a little bit, but for the most part, garbage can along the top, trash can along the bottom of the U.S. That's that's fascinating. What we haul freight in? What do you haul freight in? Do you haul it in a semi or a semi truck? Do you haul it in a 18-wheeler or do you haul it in a tractor-trailer? Most of the country is semi, semi-truck. Up in the northeast, you get the tractor-trailers. And uh, down in the uh, far south, uh, looks like a little bit of uh, Mississippi, Louisiana, a little bit of Alabama, 18-wheeler. It's funny, I've lived in all these places around the country. <laughs> I've heard it all. This is amazing. Except that I hadn't heard this before. What we drink from in public places, do you call it a drinking fountain? Do you call it a water fountain? Now, there are a couple of places. Uh, it looks like a little, little Wisconsin might bleed into Michigan a little, but for sure that's Wisconsin and in uh, part of Connecticut. They have here, it's called a bubbler. I have never, I never heard that. I never heard a, a water fountain uh, called a bubbler. Heard of a drinking fountain? Water fountain is pretty much what uh, what I've always heard it as, but I've never heard it called a bubbler. Now, I would consider if you, something called a bubbler would be something else. Possible? What we call athletic footwear, tennis shoes, sneakers, gym shoes. Now I remember uh, at one point in a, a little bit in the a little bit in the uh, Midwest, looks like uh, Indiana, a little bit of Ohio, maybe Illinois, sneaking into Michigan a little bit. They used to call them gym shoes. 
And then, uh, for the most part, it's mostly tennis shoes. There's a few up way up in the northeast, and then down at the tip of Florida, they say they still call them sneakers. But it's pretty much tennis shoes. I mean, they're tennis shoes. That's what they are. Athletic footwear, tennis shoes. And how many syllables in caramel? Is it caramel or caramel? Most of the country. Caramel. Down south, in the uh, southwest, I mean southeast, uh, you get the three syllables in caramel. Caramel. Caramel? Caramel. I need some caramel. Uh, Caramel mix on that, please. So I'll tweet this out, uh, where you're from. Uh, the phrases that can tell uh, tell where you're from. It's kind of fascinating to remember uh, what things were. I've completely forgotten about rummage sales. Uh, they're either you know they're either a yard sale or a garage sale, but uh, you know then you see it and you go, oh, yeah. You know, there were people that were calling them rummage sales. Kind of funny. And uh, get me a caramel over here. I need some caramel. Caramel shake would be fine. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Dance club. Ready to get the glow sticks out. Do a little axe. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So some great photos coming out of Oregon. Uh, The truck crash that uh, had 7,500 pounds of slime eels loose on the highway. And one of the pictures is of all over this car. Uh, we just let's go ahead and just destroy that car. Uh, we're done with that uh, slime ease. Uh, oh, ugh. slime eel ease all over the place. Nasty, and uh, it is just uh, the seven thousand five hundred pounds of hagfish tipped over, and it just had the slime covered everywhere on uh, Highway One Hundred One. Not the band, but the actual Highway 101. And you think to yourself, oh, man, that is horrible. I wonder how something like that in Oregon could happen. Well, it could be that uh, it's possible. It's because uh, Oregon is uh, poised to uh, decriminalize meth, cocaine, and heroin. And so maybe the slime eels is uh, a sign of, uh, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. The legislature passed two bills this past week decriminalizing small amounts of cocaine, heroin, methamphetamine, and ecstasy. Now, Larry, the governor hasn't signed them yet, but uh, good luck, God bless. Uh, amazingly, we're now down to the point of you know let's we're you know let's make it all legal, right? We're not making it legal. We're just decriminalizing small amounts. So if you have a small amount of heroin. 
a small amount of methamphetamine, a small amount of cocaine, or a small amount of ecstasy, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It What it does is it, it, it lends itself to being more harsh to the minority community if those smaller amounts are found on people, does it? Because the facts really don't hold that out, but it sounds good anyway, right? Did I mention that uh, the Coast Guard uh, is uh, reporting that they're struggling uh, to keep up with the drugs flowing into the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, they are. I know it's amazing. Uh, Look, they've seized uh, 45,000 pounds of cocaine uh, into the U.S. already uh, last year. Uh, they've, uh, they've busted some big drug kingpins. They've busted, uh, I forget how many of uh, those, uh, the drug submarines full of dope coming into the country. They've snagged those and they still can't keep up. So maybe it's best, right? Oregon, maybe it's best. Maybe it's best that we just look. If you've got a little bit of heroin, just a little bit of math, a little bit of, a little bit of Coke, a little bit of ecstasy. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. You're fine. Get out of here. Get out of here. I mentioned that uh, overdoses of heroin are rising in the U.S. All, all over the United States. Don't worry about it. It's a small amount. Don't worry about it. The move to Oregon. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. 888-900-3393 is the phone number, and you can use it if you wish. Or you can just follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram, at JeffyMRA. And, of course, the Blaze channel. Just go to theblaze.com, click on the channel's button, and then look for moi. This was just handed to me. Uh, I don't know if this is this is some kind of breaking news. July 14th, so yesterday afternoon, new research suggests... Macaroni and cheese powder contains high concentrations of potentially dangerous chemicals. What kind of fake news is this? What kind of fake news is this? Have we gone the Coalition for Safer Food Processing and Packaging? All right. So, first of all, (laughs) this needs to end. We need to get the Coalition for Safer Food Processing and Packaging. The group behind cleanupcraft.org. Cleanup craft? Don't. 
Kraft is like a godsend. You kidding me? Kraft macaroni and cheese? The original Kraft macaroni and cheese in a box with the powdered cheese and world butter, milk. It's world class. And then the new, the, the, the microwave, just put in some water and some powder and mix it and it's there. And it's a, it's a godsend. Cleanupcraft.org. What? Tested 30 cheese products. And they tested for this phthalate. P H T H A. Look, look. Put this in the put this in the pronunciation because we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to play along here for a while, so you're gonna have to pay attention instead of reading your sale websites. Um, all right, P H T H A L A T E. P H T H A L A T E. So, the. Coalition for Safer Food Processing and Packaging, the group behind cleanupcraft.org, tested 30 cheese products for tested 30 cheese products for test phthalate. Okay, thank you. Let's try it again. Hold on. Tested 30 cheese products for phthalate. Okay. The group it's a group of plastics used to make plastics more flexible. The phthalate levels were more than four times higher in macaroni and cheese powder. The study, which has not been published in a peer-reviewed journal, surprise, was paid for by the environmental advocacy groups. Surprise, as they start to go. The coalition says that. The coalition says that. Phthalate. Pose a serious threat to the health of pregnant women and children. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports health effects from exposure to low levels of the chemicals are unknown. Right. They're unknown because millions of Americans have been eating macaroni and cheese from Kraft that have the phthalate in the cheese powder and are fine. Perhaps boiling water and butter and milk make the phthalate. Better. Good. Now, I will say that phthalate can be found in a host of home and personal care products. Soaps, hairsprays, raincoats, detergents, and flooring. Hey, raincoats are personal care products. The chemicals aren't meant to be in food or find their way into human bodies. Some phthalate have been banned from children's toys and products. A 2014... Those... The... Phthalates. In children's toys aren't cooked and put into food. It's just a little bit in the powder. You'll be fine. Don't start messing... Craft. Craft, don't start with me. Don't do it. Don't do it. If... If... If your cheese powder tastes different, Without the phthalate, then leave it in. Because if you start messing around, take it away. Phthalate. And it messes with the whole cheese powder thing. Holy crap. Craft, you are, you're doomed. Don't give in to the 
Phthalate. People. The Coalition for Safer Food Processing and Packaging. Cleanupcraft.org. Don't let them start messing with your... Phthalate. In your, in your food. Well, I may have to start up... <laughs> leave the... Phthalate.org. <laughs> Come on now. A little bit of plastic. If you heat it up, you put the put it on the hot noodles. You're putting you're putting milk, butter, and a little bit of plastic in the powder, and you're mixing it up. So what? Don't start messing with the flavors. Don't don't do it, Kraft. Don't. You start messing with it. I mean, I tell you what. I thought I could deal with you, Kraft. That's what you do. On your on your dinner crafts, the ones that your the the macaroni and cheese craft uh, dinner ones, where you have the big plastic already made cheese, uh, and you have to open up the package and squeeze it out. Take all the phthalates out of that cheese, and then just it'll it'll appease the uh, coalition for safer food processing and packaging group. And it'll appease, which are the same people behind cleanupcraft.org. It'll appease them. They'll still go away. They're not going to go away until you get rid of all the phthalates. So, I mean, throw them a bone. And throw them a bone with a little phthalates on it. And then be done. Okay? Don't start messing with the original Kraft macaroni and cheese. Don't. Because if if I if I pour the box, if I pour the box, boil those noodles. Do not rinse. Just pour, get out of the water. Don't rinse. And I put I put the, my quarter cup of milk and my four phthalate. Yeah, that's right. My my powder with my powder with phthalate in it, and my butter, and I mix it together. And it tastes different because you took the phthalate out of it. I was going to be held to pay, Kraft. All right. I'm sorry. It was just handed to me at the top of the hour. I'm sorry. It was this whole thing. They're starting to mess with Kraft macaroni and cheeses. Just throwing me a complete curveball. Just over, over a little thing like phthalate. Come on now. So what? It's a little plastic. So what? It's a little plastic found in soaps and hairsprays and detergents and flooring and raincoats, even though I can't figure out why raincoats are personal care product. And uh, so what? So what? You don't boil soaps, hairsprays, raincoats, detergents, and flooring and mix it in with powder that has phthalate in it? They're already in the products. You're not going to eat those. People aren't going around eating. Oh, man. Did you have the black raincoat today? No. Don't start messing with Kraft macaroni and cheese. Don't do it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. And Instagram at JeffyMRA. This week, we were told, and for some reason it hasn't been... uh, out in the open, and I don't know why, but thankfully we have uh, Brian Lilly from uh, 
Where are you from again? Where are you from again? It's called The Rebel or something? The Rebel, and I, I host a talk show up here in Ottawa, Canada. What's the talk show? It's called Beyond the News. Beyond the News? Nighttime radio, my friend. I love that. How's that going, by the way? It's it's going really well. I uh, You know, it's uh, talk radio has always been my first love when it comes to media and having worked in TV uh, for the largest newspaper chain up here and in radio. I'll take radio any day. Of the Boy, week. no kidding. I, I'm a big fan of not being seen. <laughs> um, I, well, it's just more fun, too. I have. I definitely I was born with a face for radio. I mean, that whole but face for radio how- thing was me. Can you do the shtick you just did about the craft macaroni and cheese on TV? No, you'd have to have 15 people work for hours to have the right visuals for it, whereas you can just talk about it. Let me tell you, I know we have a serious issue to get to, Jeffy. But yes, we do. You, I know. I know we do. Canadians eat more craft dinner. That's what we call it up here. We don't call it craft macaroni and cheese. It's all craft dinner because uh, uh, that's the whole dinner. You don't need anything else. We eat right. more of it per capita than any other place in the world. Is that is that true? Yeah. I got And I'll tell you what my kids do. They, they're getting extra. What is it? Phthalates? It, it, they get extra. Phthalates. Yeah. Okay, they're getting extra of that because there's a store up here called Bulk Barn that sells just the cheese powder. Oh! And so Come they... Come on! They, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They buy the boxes, or their mother buys the boxes, and then they add the extra cheese powder in, and they all know how to make it. Tremendous idea. (laughs) Isn't it? That is a tremendous... Of course they know how to make it. I mean, I remember living on, when I had no money, living on the generic mac and cheese and the generic shells and cheddar, and I bet you that powder had a ton of... Sally. ...in it. There's no question. Absolutely. And you know what? We, well, some would argue, but I think we turned out okay. Well, <laughs> don't start using me as an example or the group, the coalition, uh, the, <laughs> the coalition for safer food processing and packaging are going to be saying, well, just look at him. He's full of. Sally. And then, then, uh, then they're done. Craft will shut down. Exhibit A, Jessica. <laughs> All right, Brian, I know we have serious stuff to get to because earlier this week we found out about a story, and I say we, I mean us here in, in, in America and here in Dallas, Texas, found out about a story that is so unbelievable, and yet it's true, and it's actually happened. So walk us through from the beginning to where we're at now trying to help people. Okay, so I'll give you the thumbnail sketch and then cycle back and fill in details. But this is a story of a Canadian jihadist killing an American soldier in Afghanistan at the end of a battle, spending years in Gitmo because he was captured there, and then the Canadian government apologizing him and giving him a $10.5 million settlement without a word of testimony heard in the lawsuit that was before the courts. Outrageous on every end from beginning to end. And I can tell you that everybody that hears it is outraged in Canada, in America, everybody's outraged. And every time I talk about it, the fundraising campaign that we started for the kids of the slain American soldier, Sergeant Christopher Spear, the numbers go up and more people log on to spearkids.com and start donating because we said, 
if everyone's angry, let's do something good with their anger rather than just shake our fists and yell, right? Right. But this all goes back to 2002, and you remember the days just after 9-11, and um, we're there fighting side by each, as they say in Quebec, uh, shoulder to shoulder, and Sergeant Christopher Spear is a part of Delta Force. He's in Afghanistan. They end up in a firefight uh, because they approach this compound, tried to talk to the guys in it, seeing what's going on, and they came under fire. So four to five hour uh, firefight happens. The fighting ends. Sergeant Spear, Sergeant Lane Morris uh, out of Utah, they head in there to try and, and they're looking for survivors. They're looking for the wounded. They're seeing what's going on. And this Canadian jihadist named Omar Cotter, he's 15 at the time, throws a grenade that ends up killing Sergeant Spear and taking the eyesight in one eye, I believe the left one, of Sergeant Lane Morris. Now, if you know about battlefield, there are actually laws of war. And when the firefight's done and people are tending to the wounded, you don't attack anyone. Right. You tend to the all firefight's done. This is you take care of your wounded, you take care of your dead. But the jihadists don't fight like that. And so Omar Cotter throws the grenade. He ends up having his life saved. He was about to bleed out. He gets saved by American troops, shipped off to Gitmo. When he he claims he was tortured, I would dispute that. American courts (laughs) have not ruled he was uh, tortured. Neither have Canadian courts. But he claimed it, so... Well, he claimed it, right? But, you know, he wasn't waterboarded. He didn't have bamboo shoots put under the nails. He, he didn't have uh, jumper cables attached to um, any sensitive areas, let's say. Right. He was what part of what's called the frequent flyer program, sleep deprivation. And after one of those sessions, Canadian officials went down and talked to him. Like, I hate to say interrogated because that's too strong of a word. I've seen the video. They talked to him. They asked him questions. What were you doing? Uh, why, you know, why are you involved in this? So that wasn't even an interrogation. Not a real from Canadian like officials. You, when you hear interrogation, you think really harsh measures. Yes, right? you do. No, this is an interview. This is this is like Danny Reagan on Blue Bloods uh, talking to the perp. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing. This is nothing too strenuous. Uh, but you know, he's crying. He's saying he wants to go home. He wants out of there. Things like that. Okay. Well, that's nice. But you took up the jihad. So did all your brothers. So did your father, who was one of the financiers of nine eleven. I mean, the family lived with Osama bin Laden for goodness sakes. Uh, so these, these are bad dudes. Bad family. But because those Canadian officials talked to him after he was deprived of sleep by American officials at Gitmo, our court ruled, okay, his rights were violated. But you know what the courts didn't say, Jeffy? <laughs> they, they, they never said that we had to pay him a dime. They so, never said that. Okay, so the court said, okay, well, maybe his rights were violated, and uh, that's the way it goes. We're sorry. Have a nice day. Yeah, and they didn't even say they were sorry. Uh, this is back in 2010. And the, the, I'll get to why that, that part's important. He's still in Gitmo in 2010. He sued through the courts to uh, force the Canadian government to bring him back to Canada. And it was in that decision that went all the way to the Supreme Court that they said, yeah, your rights are violated, but no, the courts can't force the government uh and tell it how to operate in relation to another foreign government. That is beyond the court's power. That's executive branch privilege. Yeah. You can't do that. And so they just said, you know, 
we leave it up to the government to find a remedy. Well, eventually, because Obama wanted rid of him, as soon as he admitted what he did, Obama and Hillary Clinton, the whole Democrat establishment, they wanted rid of yeah. this guy. Well, they were, they were held that time. They forced him on Stephen Harper and the conservative government of the day up here. And Harper said, OK, well, fine, he's back in Canada. Not much I can do about it. He's a Canadian citizen, but I don't have to do anything nice to him. Now we've got Justin, I've got great socks and hair Trudeau in, a very left-wing liberal. Now, this is not your grandfather's liberal or Democratic Party. This is a hard leftist guy. And he comes in and gives Cotter $10.5 million in an apology. That is unbelievable. Now, stay right where you're at. I've got I've to I've pay a couple of bills or at least attempt to try to pay a bill. And then we're okay. going to come back and finish up with uh, how much money he ends up, if, it's still, uh, if he still gets to keep it, and how we can help uh, the family of uh, the person that he actually killed uh, in, good. In, uh, in, in the battle, which is unbelievable. Brian Lilly uh, on the Jeff Fisher Radio Program. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Radio Program on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Joining me is Brian Lilly, uh, our, from our, uh, you know, from, he's, he's from Canada, okay? But he also has some, uh, some good news. Uh, he brought us the story about uh, the terrorist who is getting uh, $10 million from the Canadian government without, any, uh, without anything. Right, Brian? I mean, it's just uh, it's the, your leader, your fearless leader, saying, hey, you know what? Uh, here's $10 million because we tortured you. Yeah, and, and we didn't torture him. And uh, no court has ever ruled the uh, American officials at Gitmo tortured him, but they gave him $10.5 million. Well, he was suing for twenty, And now Justin Trudeau, I used to be a drama teacher, is trying to use uh, <laughs> Jedi mind tricks and say, well, if we didn't pay him $10 million, it would have cost us 30 to 40 now, this guy's never been around courts. I've been covering Supreme Court rulings for near two decades. Hogwash. I do stronger language, but I don't think I can. So, we, right. you know, we, we saw this. Everybody's outraged. We decided, let's launch a crowdfunding campaign yes. for the children of Christopher Spear. Yes. He left behind. Bless Sharon was three. Tanner was 11 months old when this happened. Tabitha has been a, a widow the whole time. 15 years on we've done crowdfunding for them before raised almost 100 grand last time now we're i think over 140 i've been doing media interviews all morning i haven't had a chance to look uh but we we continue to climb and every time i'm on with uh you know opelka or even pat and Stu or glenn or dana and, and now you you know more people hear about it and they spread the word they post it on facebook they donate so uh, those are the two things that i ask people to do today if you can donate Ten bucks, ten thousand. You know your situation, and there's people listening that could handle both. But also, post it on Facebook. Post SpearKids.com on Facebook and let people know this about this outrageous story. Yes, and I mean it's absolutely a wonderful thing that you're doing, and it's SpearKids.com. Uh, right now, you're up to uh, just under one fifty, one forty nine nine seventy five. Well, thank you for the update. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I so, literally just ran out of French uh, TV studios doing an interview there. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate you coming on today and letting us know and keep us up to date because this is absolutely agonizing. He gets the money, though. He's got the money, and he's done, right? you got 10 seconds. 
Uh, yeah, they're trying to get it out of him at a court, but so far, no luck. Yeah, good luck with that. Thank you, Brian Lilly from The Rebel. I appreciate it, man. Talk to you the soon. The Jeff you. Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Program on the Blaze Radio Network, and this is, amazingly, Jeff Fisher. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Appreciate it. Uh, nice to have you along for the ride today. I'd just like to take this moment uh, and uh, talk to a couple of you uh, on the Twitters. Uh, most uh, importantly, uh, I'd like to uh, comment about uh, my uh, Planet of the Apes comment and I was reviewing the movie as I was looking at uh, uh, some of the uh, comments about uh, the war on the planet of the apes uh, some people were a little upset that I didn't remember uh, what it was called uh, so uh, dear uh, Matt uh, I got it okay it's motion capture all right I got it they put little dots all over your head and all over your body it's called motion capture okay and uh, I know that uh, I know that uh, the the actor Mr. Zirkus uh, is uh, you know Andy Circus thinks he can uh, you know he wants to become he wants to cons- make that more of an acting than just uh, someone in a suit. And uh, he's been out promoting the movie. And you know I was look I loved the Planet of the Apes movie, so it was nice to see this third one war. There were a couple of things that I wish they would have called me. Look, they spent $152 million on the movie, right? They could have spent a couple of bucks more and called me and said, Jeff, listen, uh, we know we've done these movies before and, and you really haven't, but we want your advice. And I'd be happy to give it to them. Be happy to give it to them. And, and a couple of things that happened, I would have changed. But overall, I enjoyed it. And it's looking like it's going to be, you know, it'll be another another Planet of the Apes blockbuster. Now, I do have Andy Serkis uh, making an appearance on uh, Colbert. On Colbert. Uh, Andy Serkis making an appearance on Colbert, which was actually kind of funny. And he's out promoting. And I saw him talk uh, on, uh, uh, they had a screening uh, from, uh, Hollywood with all the actors of the movie and Woody Harrelson was there and circus was there and the producers and the production and the, the young girl that played, uh, played, uh, the part, uh, one of the, one of the co stars in the movie, uh, they were all there and it was, it was fascinating to hear them talk about the movie and talk about their ape camps that they went to that, you know, prepare people to become, you know, less, uh, in 
inhabited so they could play their Planet of the Apes roles. And everybody wants to be the ape. And you've got to be able to be part of the apes. You know how much money it costs to have three months of ape camp before a movie? Anyway, I would have done a couple of things different. And good for them. But Andy was on uh, Colbert. And he also is, you know, I mean, he's like this world-renowned actor. And he's done all these parts. And he was also played Gollum. Uh, for those of you who uh, remember his character as Gollum. And Colbert had him read a couple of, you know how we have uh, we have people uh, now, the big thing is to have uh, people impersonate their characters, read our president's tweets, right? And so uh, Andy was on Colbert, and Colbert had him read a couple of Donald Trump tweets uh, before he was promoting, talking about his movie. And uh, he read them as Gollum, which was, Really, really good. Despite the constant negative press, kerfuffle. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's kerfuffle, precious? No one knows. <laughs> and he read. Uh, he read another one as well. He's never been so wrong or so dirty. Purposely incorrect stories and phony sources to meet their agenda of hate. Sad. Yes, it is. Sad. Very sad. Very funny. So if you have a chance to see it this weekend, go and see War of the Planet of the Apes. If you like, if you love the other two, and I've said this, that was my, my main review. Uh, if you like the other two, you'll love this one. There was just a few things that you think to yourself, oh, why did they do that? Why didn't they do what Jeff told us to do? Oh, wait, Jeff didn't tell us what to do. We forgot to call him. <laughs> okay, whatever. Whatever. Fine, be that way. But uh, it's already made. I mean, we'll, we'll crank it out this weekend. We'll get the reports. But uh, yesterday, uh, I think we were, we were up over 50 million. So, I mean, you're looking at a, Pretty good weekend for war. And then we'll see how it, uh, what happens after, which is, you know, that next week is always a, a good teller uh, on, uh, on what could happen. So I read this other story. We just talked about the terrorist uh, in Canada uh, getting $10 million from the Canadian government because the, uh, Trudeau said, I'll just pay him. Just give him $10 million, he's fine, for being uh, tortured in Gitmo. Uh, and the family got nothing. So spearkids.com is a way to help uh, help the family that uh, helped the wife and the kids of the father he killed. Uh, one of the reasons, not every reason, but one of the reasons that he was in Gitmo. And uh, so if you can help them, uh, spearkids.com, it would be uh, remarkable. And do whatever you can, whatever you can. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, whatever you can helps, and it's important. And then I read another story uh, about a, a man, Lee Hernandez, from uh, New Braunfels, Texas. It's an Army veteran, terminal illness. And his final wish was that he wanted people 
to text him or give him a call and just talk to him. Uh, he's under hospice care and uh, is is not he's deteriorating and they have not been able to pinpoint a cause for Lee's illness and really said there was nothing more that uh, they could do to him except you know they're going to as hospice does try to make you comfortable and um, his wife uh, talked about uh, one day uh, she held on to his phone in case someone called. And uh, when he thought about it again, after a couple of hours, uh, she said that no one had called. And he said, I guess no one wants to talk to me. And she was heartbroken because she didn't want to believe that didn't want him to believe that. And, of course, no one wants anyone to believe that, uh, especially when you're Lee Hernandez. So she's asked uh, people to call and text and leave messages so that she can read the text messages to him. He's uh, He has trouble seeing right now. Uh, he's on uh, heavy pain medication. And he, uh, I was going to call him and let him know that uh, we care, we care about him, and we're praying for him. But as I look, um, as I continue to read the story, I know that originally the story said, "Hey, call uh, between two and six p.m. Arizona time," uh, because that's when uh, he is. He is most cognizant of what's going on around him. And she gives the phone number. And she has, they don't answer the phone every time. And they, you know, um, it's just that uh, sometimes uh, he's in just an incredible amount of pain. So text and and leave a message. So I was going to call him on the air. And then I thought, now, you know what? Um, That's, I don't, this isn't. This isn't the time that she asked for people to call, uh, ideally. And so I want you to just take the number. And between 2 and 6 p.m. Arizona time, I want you to call Lee or text Lee and let him know that uh, uh, you're thinking about him. You heard about it on uh, on Blaze Radio. And you just wanted to let him know that uh, you know you're saying a prayer for him. You got good thoughts for him. Whatever whatever you believe in, that's what you have for him. All right, so Lee Hernandez, 210-632-6778. 210-632-6778. Lee Hernandez. Just text that number, call it, and uh, let him know that uh, he is not all alone. And people do want to talk to him and thank him for his service as a military veteran uh, in the Army. And uh, we appreciate it. And he's not alone. And he's had this, uh, he's been battling for a long time. And so if any of these calls can bring a little bit of smile and a little 
warmth to him in his final days. Bless his heart. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Show. Another Saturday, Lawrence Jones standing by to do another remarkable, tremendous job on the Blaze Radio Network. And then I'll uh, go into Mike Slater and then Joe Pags will round out uh, your Saturday of all new Blaze broadcast material. And then Sundays, we've got uh, Jackie Daly, uh, David Barton, uh, Handle on the Law. Yarn Brooks, Gun Show, Hollywood 360. I mean, even on the weekends, we are here for you. So, on behalf of the Blaze Radio Network, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And uh, also Monday through Friday. Don't forget, you know, Doc Thompson in the morning, uh, Glenn Beck. What's his name that comes on after Glenn on the Blaze Radio Network? Uh, oh, yeah, Mike Opelka. Uh, and then uh, Chris Salcedo, uh, Patton Stew, Buck Sexton. I mean, Monday through Friday, broadcasting extraordinaire is the Blaze Radio Network. So thank you so much for uh, coming along for the ride. Good news. You know, I've been struggling. I want, I'm, I'm really close to shaving my head. I used to shave it down to about a one or a two. And, uh, you know, I, I, sh- I, I, I had it down to, you know, a one and a two for a long time. And then uh, this, there was a person in my life, person in my life, who is that person in my life? Oh, yeah, my wife, who doesn't, you know, particularly like that. And uh, so, uh, you know, I've let, I've let it grow out. But uh, now, uh, I mean, I'm ready to shave it. I'm ready to shave it bald. I want to be bald. And uh, then I say I want to be bald, and then now I see that uh, soon uh, there's going to be a cure for baldness. Uh, according to a new study from the University of California, uh, they've got uh, they're working on uh, a cure for baldness. So, if you're starting to lose your hair, but what if I still want to be bald? I mean, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out what I want to do. So I may have to just bite the bullet and just shave it off and see what happens. That's <laughs> a good living at my house if that happens. That's for sure. And I got it. We're going to have a special uh, Talking Walking Dead on Monday. We'll cover all the breaking news. I know that uh, someone uh, someone fell, got hurt badly, and then ended up uh, uh, passing away on the set. They've shut down production of Season 8 for Walking Dead. I know that uh, uh, the Fear, Fear the Walking Dead voice guy uh, died in a, in a crash uh, earlier this week. Hey, Fear, uh, I'm here for you. Uh, you don't need to look for another voice guy. I mean, I'll, I'll do the commercials for you. Don't worry about it. I'm here for you. But you can look for the new podcast uh, on Monday afternoon uh, of Talking Walking Dead. And we'll cover all the latest and greatest news of uh, Walking Dead and what's happening there for you since they've halted production. And OSHA is looking into the set of the safety of the actors on Walking Dead. So, boy, that I mean, 
that's good news, right? When OSHA shows up. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, I'm guessing that they have to do that for insurance purposes, but God help them. When OSHA's there, you should have all been wearing helmets instead of those Walker masks. Okay. Thanks for stopping OSHA. Take care. Have a nice day. And, uh, Look, have a great week. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Lawrence is standing outside looking at me like, please be done and finish so I can get in here and talk about what I want to talk about, talk about something good. But you know what? No. No. I'm taking it to the end. I'm taking it to the end no matter what. So if anybody tells you that you don't look good today, they're lying because you do. You look great today. Every inch of you. I mean, you're not really going to wear that outside, though, what you're wearing. This, that's a little frightening, but, you know, whatever. It's up this to you. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.